Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Creative Source with Andy, our show, the podcast for the creative in you. Doesn't matter where you are on the journey, starting out, coming back, just here as a hobby. Wherever you are on your creative journey, this is a conversation for you where we talk about all things related to a life in the arts. But first of all, I want to say a big thank you to everyone who is contributing to the podcast through Patreon. Uh, It's not it's not expensive to run a podcast, but there are costs. And so everything you contribute is helping to make this podcast what it is. So listen, you guys, I thank you. And also thank you to everyone that's making one-off contributions via Acast. If you want to join that party, then head into the show notes. There's a link there that will take you through to the supporters page and you too can make a one-off contribution to the show. So, right, right, right. What are we talking about this week? Well, the last two episodes have been about saying no. And um, as I said, there was just so much that needed to be unraveled, unpicked in this uh, particular topic, because we live in a society where it's very difficult for self-employed people, no matter what field they're working, whether it's in the arts or, you know, they have a trade or something. It's very hard to say no, because I don't think it's because of necessary lack of work, but I think the paradigm that we live in, which is essentially, essentially a capitalist one, and this isn't a political podcast, but what I'm saying is, is that that engenders a particular outlook whereby It creates a sense of lack, basically. And so it makes freelancers think they got to say yes to everything. And so it makes no very difficult. So we spent two episodes talking about that. What are the pitfalls of a reactive yes out of fear of a no? What are the fears that come with saying no? What are the benefits? And also, what skills do we need for the art of saying no? 
Um, and it wasn't um, an exhaustive list, but in any sense, either the benefits or the, the art of saying, now, I'm just offering some ideas because what I say may prompt you to think of other things related to this that you can bring into your own life and empower yourself to say no in situations where you need to too. So yeah, in terms of benefits, I think some of the biggest ones for me are mental, the mental health aspect. Saying no is so strengthening and, and empowering. That's what one of the contributors, Helen, said is that she was going through a tough time and she felt like saying no really empowered her. And so for our mental health, we need to sometimes say no. Also, it allows other opportunities to come in. If we clutter our lives with stuff that we're, we're okay doing or we've, we, it's what we've always done, it doesn't leave any room for growth. So sometimes saying no and leaving that airspace uh, can allow something else to come in. And sometimes we just say no because it doesn't feel right. It doesn't work. And that's, that's empowering too, to just go, do you know what? I'm going to trust my gut on this and just go, even though on paper, it looks like a great opportunity, I'm going to say no. And that's what Kalechi said in the Bite Size Advice in the first episode. She said she said no to things before and um, they just haven't been right. And she's walked away from stuff, but it, it, it's been the right thing for her to do. So let's talk about now the importance of saying yes. So we've talked about the importance of saying no and how that can feed our lives and empower us. But what about the importance of saying yes? Because there's a lot of, there's a lot more conversation about the importance of saying yes and, you know, uh, being positive and, uh, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone and stuff like that. Not so much around no, but let's talk about the yeses. Well, as I just said, I mean, one of the big things is it takes you out of your comfort zone. How many times have you said yes to something and then just gone, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I know how to do this. I don't know, you know, I don't know how it's going to happen. But actually it does. It takes you in a new direction. Yes is a space of possibility and it allows something that wasn't to be. Something that didn't exist can now exist. And it allows energy to flow because no is a kind of about stopping energy, conserving energy, keeping energy in. Whereas yes is about a big flow of energy, of movement, of new energy coming in. And it can be terrifying because as we've discussed previously, the way that human being is constituted, it wants to keep things safe and same. Whereas saying yes, that is definitely not about keeping things the same. Or at least it can be. Obviously there's, there's times when saying, you're just saying yes to the same as what you've always done. So sometimes no can be the revolutionary act, actually. But for the most part, yes is change. It's something new. So just a reminder as well, if you would like to have mentoring with me, I am offering on tier two uh, on Patreon, which is the tier called Flying Sources, as opposed to Creative Sources, which is the opening tier. Um, You can get three mentoring sessions, three half hour mentoring sessions with me on any topic you would like to discuss around creativity. You can use the time as you would like to. You might want to realize a project or there may be some issue that you're that you're grappling with that you want to talk through. Mentor really is like a space, a bigger space for you to explore and realize or discover what you're what you may be looking for in your creative career. 
So I come with a certain degree of experience, (laughs) but I don't know necessarily about your field. But what I can do is be a space for you to achieve something if that's what you're looking for. So if you would like that, if you're already a Patreon patron, you can level up, get the mentoring and then level back down. Or if you just want to just come in at that level just to get the mentoring and then hop off again and maybe do one-off contributions here and there. It's your call, man, but it's available. So if that's for you, I've got three spots. Head over to Patreon and check it out. So let's discuss obstacles. What, what can get in the way of um, uh, when we want to say yes? Well, fear. Ooh, just like with the no, there are fears that come with yeses. Fears that you're not right for the job. Fears that you're not qualified. Um, all, all kinds of fears uh, come in. How is this going to work? Am I going to like the people that I'm working with? Are these people picking me because nobody else was, you know, we get ourselves into real a real tangled mess. But what I'll say, the only thing I'll add is, well, there's two things. One is that, um, and I really like this notion. It was introduced to me by somebody who um, is kind of a, a facilitator and trainer. And they were saying that when you embark on a project, the person that you are at the start of it is not the person who finishes. So even if you start something, you may not be qualified to do this job, but you will become the person who can achieve it by doing it. The very act of of embarking on this project will give you the facilities to be able to complete. And that leads me to the second one that I use. You guys, you know I use this all the time, but I'm going to sit here because it's appropriate as hell. Jump Afraid, Viola Davis. Now, she's not the only person that has shared this notion of just jumping with your fears, going with your fears anyways. But hers is so succinct. She she expressed that that notion as jump afraid. Don't hold off until you're feeling fearless, because actually I don't believe there's any such thing as fearless. That's not real because fear is just a constituent part of like human being. What there is, is not being stopped by our fears. Um, And that looks like jumping afraid. (laughs) Um, One of the other obstacles uh, is time. Um, I'm I'm, I'm talking a little bit about what we can do in terms of solutions as well. And we might want to say yes, but we just don't feel like in terms of time we can make it work. Well, there are things that we can look at to see if that's really the case. You know, we can get support. Are there people in our world, in our lives who can take things off our hands? You know, sometimes people get into heavy, heavy micromanagement or the freelance, I have to do it myself. Nobody else knows how to do what I'm doing. And sometimes that is actually the case, but sometimes it ain't. And sometimes when we really look, that can be when we'll see, ah, I actually don't need to do my taxes. I can get an accountant to do that. And now I've got that all that time when I'm going through receipts and blah, 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 I can now use to do this project that I'm being offered or do this task that I've been asked to do. Delegate, find ways to share the workload, maybe. And and, and it's, this is not about necessarily paying people to do stuff, because I know some of you will be thinking, well, that's all very well and good if I could afford a cleaner or an accountant or this or that, those people that take tasks off our hands. But you might be able to come up with some kind of reciprocal relationship. You know, maybe an accountant is looking for a new website and you're a web designer. 
Maybe there's a reciprocal relationship that you can that you can create that will give you guys both what you want that isn't necessarily about an exchange of fees. Another thing to do is look at your priorities, review them. Are all the things you you're doing needing to be done? Have a listen to the episode on being a hyphenate because you may find that actually some of those creative things that you're involved with, they're taking, they're a drain, they're a draw or on your time, which could be spent doing this thing, this opportunity that you would like to say yes to, but you're not sure if you can. Like for, for me, I, I realized that I need to park blogging for a little while. I sort of go in and out of phases of doing it. And if you go to my website, you'll see that there's a, a blog section that I used to, uh, you know, when, when I'm in flow, I sort of get to upload something every couple of weeks or so, just some extra thoughts that I'm, I'm thinking of that aren't specific to creativity, but just life generally. But I realized I've got two big writing commitments on at the moment and (laughs) I'm freaking out how I'm going to do one, let alone the other. And I'm still auditioning for stuff. Something's got to go. So I made the choice. It's the blog for now. Um, But then I can come back to it. So it allows me to streamline my workload. And that's something that we can all do. We can always be in a constant state of review of saying, "Mm, does this need to be done? Should I be doing this? Is doing this the best support for what I want to achieve right now? And just be constantly asking yourself that question, not in a fear, panic kind of way, but just in a constant state of review. And listen to the episode on time as well, because that might give some pointers as well about how best to manage your time so that you can achieve the things that you want to do. You may want to say yes, but an obstacle could be the terms. Sometimes we find ourselves saying yes to something and the terms are terrible. Or we want to say yes, but the terms are terrible. So go back to the person making the offer. See what can be done. Say, let them know your your predicament. I would love to work with you, but your terms suck. No, but (laughs) that's going against my be polite when you say no. (laughs) No, you you, you can let people know in, in a much more professional way than that. But you can let people know that, listen, I would love to, but this doesn't work for me. I just saw a thing on Instagram where I I follow this um, account that's for people of color who work in tech because they're quite underrepresented. And, um, it, it was someone documenting an exchange with a recruiter and the recruiter was offering them a certain amount. They said, oh, you know, we're going to we're going to submit you for a job and this is the pay. And then the person saying, ah, hell no, that's not the amount that I want. And uh, then the recruiter is like, oh, well, what do you want? And she says her figure. And then the recruiter says, oh, OK, we'll submit you at that amount. And that's how you get your fee up is you let people know this is because so many times we don't negotiate. We just go, yes, thank you. Oh, I got offered a job. Oh, it is a hundred pounds an hour less than oh, an hour, hundred pounds a day, maybe, or a week or whatever, less than I would normally, but I got offered something when actually it doesn't have to be that way. Of course, there are times, um, so I guess, you know, a bit of a caveat. There are times when we do accept lower rates. I did a a job a couple of years ago where I accepted a way lower rate for writing because I wanted to have a particular experience. I wanted to write on a particular type of material. And so I did it. But then now I've done it, I feel like I will not work at that rate again because I had a particular objective in mind, have that experience. I've had that experience now. I won't work at that level again. And in fact, funny enough, the folks came back to me and wanted me to do some more work. And I had to say no, because I knew that I would still be being expected to work at that same rate. And it's just like, 
I'm afraid that won't work for me. <laughs> you know, I was talking about that sort of polite, polite language that we can use to say, no, well, unfortunately that won't work for me. Um, let's have a listener's comment. Okay. So let's see, where are we? All right. So Kat says, I was offered a corporate job for less than my minimum rate. So I turned it down but they really liked me. So they got back to my agent and offered me the rate I wanted after all. I'm glad I stuck to my guns, especially as I was given just a day to learn four and a half pages of script to be delivered in one take. That's massive. That's loads. Gosh, I hope your rate was very high for something like that. I, gosh. Um, Anyway, uh, to be delivered in one take and it was hard work. I think it's important to be flexible, but also know when you should stick to your guns because you know your worth. Boom. Mic drop, cat. That's what I'm talking about. Knowing your worth without being a douchebag, <laughs> basically. Yeah. I mean, we do, I think, still have a little bit of a fear generally, culturally, don't we, about saying uh, that's not high enough. That's not enough money for me. I would like this amount of money, please. Uh, it's very, it's very, very uncomfortable. And it feels very un-British. You know, I know culturally every country is different and some countries, some people from some countries who are listening in will say, we don't have a problem like that here. We do. <laughs> we can be very awkward about these things. So it's really brilliant to hear Kat say that and it work out and her get what she wants. So it's not just about the asking. She got it. So that is proof, guys. It works. If you want to chat about this, head over to the Creative Source Facebook group, Creative Source Network, where you can chat about this and any topic you fancy to do with creativity with other like-minded folks. And, you know, this Facebook group is going to be whatever we make it. So if you want to start a conversation about whatever, if you want to collaborate with folks, if you want to share opportunities, feel free to head over to the Facebook group and post them there. I want it to be a real hub um, for inspiration so that we can all feed off each other's energy to get what we want out of our creative lives. So Kat shows in her uh, example there that we don't have to give a reactive yes. Oh my God, I got offered a job. I'm just going to say yes. It's in our interest to just sometimes give a no. And yeah, she gave a bit of reason. It's not my correct rate. So she wanted to do the job, but it was not going to work at the rate that she was offered. So we have to think, all right, before we give this yes, and to avoid giving a reactive fear-based yes, how's about we have a think about, does it benefit us? What are we going to get from this job? Because even if it's lower than your regular rate, like like I did with this writing thing, it may still benefit you. Does it benefit you? Does it work for you? Is this going to be something that you're going to be able to hold with your whole chest, with your whole heart, say yes to and not feel resentment? Oh, there's nothing worse than doing a job (laughs) that you resent. (laughs) I've done that before. Where I've accepted a sucky rate or a sucky terms and I have resented it so much. But if you do resent it, it's on you because you accepted the terms. Now, one of the things to do, I think it really important things is to check what the terms are before you sign up to anything, because I've done that many times. And I, I've told a story about, um, a, you know, a contract that I got that I didn't, I, I, I wasn't checking contracts for a really long time. And then I went to this conversation, uh, Zoom uh, conversation, that equity were holding the Actors Union, and they were talking about contracts. And I was just like, 
I don't even know if I have all my contracts. And so as I was going through them, I realized that this contract wasn't an equity or SAG contract and it was terrible and I had a terrible rate on it. And I found this out after, so I didn't do the job with resentment, but my point is, is that we really need to know what we're getting into, especially when there's some contract, uh, you know, changing hands or whatever, because that's, that's it. It's on paper. That's as good as it gets. Nothing can be changed unless you both agree to it. That's that. Those are the terms. So it's really important to know what you are getting into. I'm Papa Esiadu and you are listening to Creative Source with the wonderful Andy Usher. Here's some final thoughts on saying yes and saying no that I hope will support you and empower you as you start to have a look at those areas in your life where you feel like, I don't know, maybe I, maybe I could tweak this skill in my life. Maybe there's a way of me being able to do this that won't make me feel so icky inside afterwards or something. I don't know, or maybe you, maybe you may be crushing it on the yes and no front, but in case you're not, here's some final thoughts. So in no particular order. And also, as I say, this is not exhaustive. There's probably other things I could say about this, but here's what occurred to me as I was looking at this topic. So the first one was just be clear with your yes and your no. Conditional replies can create confusion. So this is what I was talking about when, uh, I think it was a previous episode, talking about uh, with Gwyneth's example, not being taken seriously. It may be that there's vagaries in your reply. Like, I can't do that, but I'd really love to. So I'll see what I can do. That's not a no, but sometimes people will, will say that as though it is. And then, and then they're surprised when the other person comes back and goes, great, um, uh, hopefully I'll get something by Friday. And you're like, wait, I just said no. Oh, no, you didn't. So being clear in that yes and no. I mean, yes is a, usually a bit more clear because there's such a positive thing to say. There are more positive things to say, aren't they? So um, I think people are more readily open to being clear about that. Whereas no's, I think we're so, we're still sort of scared of saying them. So we, we can sort of use language that's so mitigating that it's almost unclear what it what it's actually trying to say. I mentioned previously as well, it's okay to take your time deciding. You make an agreement with the person, if necessary, that I'm going to be taking two days to think about this or whatever it is. This is the when the integrity comes in is when you stay in communication with somebody rather than just vanishing off the face of the earth. And they're like, what, where, where, huh? Right. So take a breath if you need to before you make your decision. And if you're being rushed, it might say something about who this person is that's asked you. Before you decide, be clear about what you're saying yes and what you're saying no to. Like I said, like if there's a contract in place, have a look at that. And if there's no contract, get some um, bullet point, contract points put in an email or something like that. If it's that type of situation, obviously you have to read the situation as you see fit and specific to your example, but be clear what you're saying no to. Because sometimes you say yes to something and wait a minute, that you're asking for way more than we agreed or way more than we talked about on the phone. And sometimes you're saying no to something. You're like, oh, oh, I didn't realize blah, blah, blah was involved. So yeah, be really clear what you're saying yes or no to. Um, know that your no can be a no for now. It doesn't have to be so binary that you feel like you're missing out. It can be just a no for now. It doesn't work for now, but please, please consider me in the future. Do come back to me. Your no can be a tool. 
You see how uh, in Kat's example, it was a conditional no in the sense it was no with these terms, but the door was open for a yes. So your no can be a tool. I mean, obviously don't get into the the domain of like ultimatums because you have to be able to own the fact that they may just go, okay, <laughs> it's a no. <laughs> no, no, wait, wait, wait. You're supposed to offer me more money <laughs> or you're supposed to offer me fewer hours. <laughs> right. It's got to be a no that you can own, of course. Um, And, you know, just going back to something I said before as well, it doesn't have to be as binary as either it's yes or no. There could be a workaround. There could be a way that you can create a scenario where it's not quite what was asked, but it's something that can work for both parties. Again, I have to keep it general because um, it really depends on the situation, but there can be workarounds. The right choices or the right choices for you, they don't always feel good. Um, My example of this was happened in the summer. I think I might have mentioned this in a previous episode, maybe in the mental health one when we're talking about rest. And I, um, yeah, I've just really needed this break. And I got offered a job on a very big project and I turned it down and it felt awful. Not awful, but it didn't feel good. You know, because it felt, it was like, on one level, it felt like, God, all the things I would have wanted, dreamed about, you know, been working towards, and I've been offered it, but I'm on this holiday, this break I need from work, and now this job comes in. It would have just basically torpedoed the whole thing. And what I could have done is I could have moved the holiday another, you know, uh, so, so gone and done this job. It would have essentially eaten out about like three weeks of the, of, of the holiday in, in terms of prep and self-isolation and doing the job and then traveling and all the rest of it. And then I could have displaced that through it. But uh, what I thought is, and then what happens when something else gets offered in those three weeks and then I move it again. Do you know what I mean? So I'll just constantly be chasing this break and feeling exhausted because I still wasn't uh, it, this job came in quite early on in the in the break, so I was, I was still feeling quite strung out by having worked so hard to get that first draft of tough crowd done. So I said no, but it didn't feel good. I felt okay with my choice, but it didn't feel good. And that, that's the case that sometimes, uh, particularly the nose, I think it's probably more pertinent with the nose that sometimes it, they're not going to feel great. You're going to turn something down and you're going to, it's going to leave a sort of icky feeling for a little while, but then it's going to be okay. I feel okay about that choice. But so every now and again, I do think, Oh God, what did I do? And that's okay. It is what it is. You can only make the choices that you make. So either we can live w- w- with regret or we can just live. Trust your gut, man. It's like, even though that that choice didn't feel great to me, I still trust my gut that it was the right thing. Because otherwise I feel like what I was saying t- to the universe was my well-being doesn't matter. I will put anything above my well-being, including doing something that is so counter to it, as in doing this big, hefty traveling, take on this job that creatively I'm not massively inspired or well, not inspired by at all, really. It's just, it was just a big job. And that is not a message that I want the universe to receive because, you know, what you put out into the universe is what the universe gives you. And it's not based on what you say. It's based on your actions, man. 
So you may say, oh, I put my well-being at such a high priority. But if I was constantly overriding that thought with taking every job that I could, I could do regardless of how strung out I was feeling. The universe goes, cool. You want as many jobs as you, as you can do regardless of your well-being? You got it. And the next thing you know, I'll be overwhelmed. I'll be on my knees, like just suffering. Abundance doesn't always feel good. (laughs) And that isn't about being ungrateful for it, but abundance doesn't always feel good. So sometimes saying no for your own well-being and sticking to it is is the thing that you got to do. Anyways, my point was, is that you got to trust your gut. Just trust your gut, man. Your gut knows. Gut instinct. This is the right thing for me to do. And part of it feeling like the right thing for you to do is telling yourself it's the right thing for you to do. This is fine. What is for you will not go by you. Someone said that to me. I I don't know if you remember, I can't remember what episode it was in, but I was talking about somebody on curfew who'd been told that their character was going to die. And this was at the point where we thought there was going to be another season of the show. And they said, listen, it wasn't meant for me. It's not for me. It's not meant for me. What will, she, uh, she said, what is for me will not go by me. I was like, whoa. Oh my gosh. I love that. I love that. And so I say that to you. I share that with you in the same spirit of like, what's meant for you will not go by you. During this break that I took six weeks, maybe seven weeks anyways, during this break, my wonderful agent, Victoria, she was batting away audition requests that were coming in, or she was saying to them, like, you know, if you want to, if you want to make an offer. (laughs) And, um, I, I was, I didn't know about this. So she wasn't telling me which opportunities were coming and she was turning away. She, I, I just, uh, you know, every now and again, we might speak and she's saying, you know, some stuff's going on. And interestingly, I think three projects that she batted away um, audition offers for all came back round again when I was back from my holiday. So what is meant for you will not go by you. And that isn't about me getting those jobs. But what I'm saying is, is the things that we fear, like they'll, they'll go elsewhere. It won't work out. I'll never work for that person again. Blah, 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 blah. It's not true. Now, uh, it doesn't mean be a, throw caution to the wind and say no to lots of things and hope that they come around. It's, it's not as simple as that. But if, it's, if you're meant to do the thing, it will circle back and find you. And actually, what could possibly be more important than rest anyways, if you're feeling strung out, tired, exhausted, overwhelmed? There's only limited value and limited joy you can get from working when you're feeling like that. So trust your gut and know that what is meant for you will not go by you. But I'm going to leave the final word to Charlotte Church. For a very long time, I said no for years and years I mean I was quite negative and I think to be honest part of it was counter will like because I was so controlled you know my my brand and you know the type of music I was singing the repertoire how I looked you know all of it it was so controlled that my counter will became really strong and so everything was always no straight away before I'd even thought about it it wasn't even coming from a place of fear it was just coming from a place of no because you know there'd been so much coercion that had gone on and a really great friend of mine, a beautiful woman called Cara Saleri, who's an, who's an actress from Wales, um, she sort of said, start saying yes. Hey, babes, how about you just, uh, you know, just start saying yes, yeah? 
just give it a go. Just, you know, anything that comes in, just start saying yes. And I started saying yes and it changed my life. Absolutely changed my life. I just, just things just started opening up like a flower, you know. Loads of things in my life started blossoming. But again, it wasn't just this narrow stream of creativity that I've been in. Like, I started being creative in loads of other areas. And then, you know, the more you say yes, it's almost like a universal thing. The more things come and it sort of snowballs. And then you've got to go, whoa, 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 this is amazing. Universal energy, thank you so much. But hang on, I'm a bit thinly stretched now. So then you've got to start saying no a little bit. You start to, you go in, in, in cycles then of like, yes, bring it all. Yes, I can do it. Too. Oh, gosh, no, no, no. That was, of course, the brilliant Charlotte Church, who's done a multitude of things. She is, of course, best known for her wonderful singing voice, many, many albums that she's released. And also she presented her own show, The Charlotte Church Show. And she's a real advocate for kids getting back into nature. But there she was talking about, oh, I think this is like a perfect way to end because it was going, she was talking about going back and forth between that space of being an opening for yes and then a space of like bringing down or bringing up that boundary of no and that it is a constant dance it's never that you want to be in one particular space or the other that one space can be overwhelming and one space can be kind of it's stag you can stagnate there in the no space whereas a yes can bring on so much that it's almost more than you can cope with what is I talking about universal energy they'll give you what you're asking for if you're saying yes then it goes, oh, there's a space in which like possibility can occur. I'll throw more opportunity their way. So it's a case of dancing with this. It's not a be a yes person, be a no person, but dance, dance with it and find a way to make it work in your world. There'll be times when you want to create abundance and there'll be times when you need to just focus because sometimes it can be very tempting when you're kind of getting bored with a creative project. It can be very tempting to say yes to other cool stuff, but actually the no will serve what you're trying to create and keep you on track. And there'll be other times when there's room for something new. There's room for new creative energy. And so you say yes and you just keep dancing. So you guys, if you would like to get mentored on this or any other topic, head over to Patreon where you can access three half hour mentoring conversations with me. I've got space for three folks. So if you want to be one of them, get yourself over to Patreon. So uh, that is the end of our conversation about saying yes and saying no. I really hope that was useful to you. I found it a really interesting area to unpick as I looked at my life and the different ways I've encountered this challenge really of, of finding a way to be gracious as well in the yes and the no, as you try and figure out, you know, I'm just trying to figure it out like everybody else. And sometimes I err, sometimes I falter. And sometimes I'm really proud of myself for saying no to something that just wasn't going to work. But I, I felt like I should be saying yes, I should be wanting to do this, but I just don't want to. And so it's going to be a no. And equally, I'm thrilled with myself when I say yes to something that I'm not sure how I'm going to execute. But here I am. And I've well, I've got one of those uh, commitments at the moment. So <laughs> watch this space for what I say about how that occurs in my life. Anyway, so listen, it just leaves me to thank everybody who's been involved in this episode of Creative Source. Thank you to Charlotte Church for her great bite-sized advice there. To uh, Kat for her listener comment. 
to Martin Lumsden for the post-production, to Clydesdale Music for the theme tune, to Anya Stobart for the marketing, and to you guys, my amazing, regular, loyal, creative, inspiring, awesome, generous listeners. Thank you. Until next time, stay well, keep creating and living in gratitude. I'll see you soon. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Creative Source. If you're looking for more support with your creative journey, I'm offering one-to-one online mentoring. Perhaps you want to launch a project but don't know where to start. Maybe you've got stuck around a certain issue, need some advice, or just want to bounce ideas around. Whatever it is, I'm here. Just hit the Patreon link in the show notes or go to patreon.com forward slash creative source with Andy Osho to find out more.